I am Dr. Jeff Brown with your Merge Medical Podcast. I'm joined with my host, Dr. Jeff Cole. We're very excited again with the guest we have today. This is Mr. Scott Laster. Scott is the CEO and founder of MyCarePath. MyCarePath is a reimbursable integrated mobile health platform delivering improved outcomes with data-driven decisions, personalized patient education and care paths, and clinical efficiencies for a better patient experience. We're so glad to have you here, Scott. Welcome. Tell us about My Care Path. Thank you so much, Dr. Cole and Dr. Brown. It's great to be here. My Care Path is a business that's really a reimbursable mobile health solution that's building virtual care service lines into specialty groups that are outpatient-based, whether it be private practice or large hospital systems and integrated delivery networks. So, Scott, can can you can you explain how how does that stratify across the, the, the full universe of medicine? Because, um, you know, I'm an orthopedic surgeon. There are others that are in more the ology practice of medicine. How, how does your, your product and services uh, fit there? Well, the way we think about it is our tool is really a universal tool, kind of the universal hub. It's applicable in any space that involves care coordination for patients, which is virtually all of medicine. And we do think about it in terms of episodic care with almost surgical specialties and then medical care coordination across the medical specialties. But in essence, it's that digital route that fills in the gaps in between the episodic patient touches, whether it be between office visit to office visit or specific intervention to the next intervention. And we want to make sure that the data that's there is actionable, relevant, and reimbursable so that we can help all of our physician partners in the end shift from this one-to-one, I'm building a car and sending it off and hoping it does well, and it takes all my time to do it, way of providing care, to moving it more towards this asynchronous, light touch, new revenue stream that, it, that provides a subscription basis on an ongoing basis to help really change the ratio of how you care for your patients to manage the influx of patient volume that's coming in in the future. So this is based on new codes that CMS came out with, correct? It is. There's what's called remote physiologic monitoring or RPM and remote therapeutic monitoring, RTM, and a little bit other older codes called chronic care management and principal care management. And then a third bucket of codes that are brief behavioral assessments, remote image and video review, and other similar things. And those things all together really are the conglomeration of a virtual care service line that can be delivered. Oftentimes those CPT codes are things that your staff is doing on an ongoing basis. They're just doing what a lot of nurses I talk to call free care. And so we kind of institutionalize it and then make it efficient to execute, whether with your own staff or with our own clinical services, to then yield the benefit of it. And that benefit looks a little bit differently. It's a per patient per month reimbursement that you can do with your patients. It yields somewhere between $105 to $150 each patient each month. And then our business model as a company is to take, not as a percentage, but the easiest way to think of it is directionally 35 to 45% of that reimbursement is what you use to pay us. So the net net is there's no upfront fees. You make a, a new service line that yields new gross revenue and instant profitability to your practice the moment that you stand up a virtual care service line whether it's your team that you build the processes in or whether it's our team that comes in and does those services for you. I think the way I understand, as you describe, it's the service line. So a practice like mine, we, we have imaging, MRI. We have separately, we have a PT service line. So you guys would be essentially a plug and play 
uh, for a practice to to basically have offload this and let somebody do it. Uh, what I would say, just the best way you possibly can, because we 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 could not internally provide anywhere close to what you're doing. You you hit the nail on the head. We we view things as does it need market development or does it not? So the old adage that I like to use is if I say Coke, do you know that's a soda? And so when we go out and say, hey, do you have a virtual care service line? Nobody's going to know what we're talking about. So in the fact of building that out, you are spot on with building an imaging service line, building a physical therapy service line, whatever it might be. You need to hire the staff to do it or outsource the staff to do it. You need to dedicate physical space or not if it's not needed. Then you provide that great clinical care and you're able to bill for it. We do exactly that. So we come in and we do an assessment to see, do you need to build in an element or do you have the capability from a staff to do it? If not, we'll take care of it. Then we go institute that program change, and then we're your collaborative partner, in essence, in doing this because we appreciate this is a young space. And I think that's a unique element of our business versus other competitors in the market where they're good at making a digital tool, but they don't know the complexities of healthcare. So they just build something and say, it's on you, go execute it. We've got that whole consultative up to physically delivering the clinical services part of our business to try to make sure that this is going to be a success. And we get past that chasm of Rogers adoptions curve and we build it into something that's actually a standard. Do you have competitors? Because it sounded like even if you did, they were just doing bits and pieces of of what you're doing, not what my care path is. I think you're spot on and that, that I'm glad you viewed it that way because that's the way we perceive it. We see people doing pointillistic solutions of what it is that we provide as a comprehensive platform. And so there really are, everybody of course tries to say this, so at the risk of sounding disingenuine, there is no one that's thinking about it the way that we're thinking about it, at least from our terms. There are companies that can provide the patient reported outcome measure piece. There are companies that provide the patient engagement piece with education and communication connectivity. There are companies that provide the net promoter score piece and kind of the engagement of that end. And there are companies that provide the remote physiologic monitoring or chronic care management solutions. But there's not a one-stop shop because some of those organizations are a, I have to pay to play. So I've got to pay you if I want to get PROs back. Mm. I've got to pay you if I want to get uh, my patient's uh, engagement up. Where we bring all those things together and turn it into a revenue-driving, cash-flowing part of your business. That's fantastic. Um, tell us about uh, the technology and uh, the surrounding patents. So we've been really blessed. Our tech stack, the uh, floor to ceiling, has been able to be leveraged by an organization that we have a partnership with. So we own it down to its source code, the ability to license it or sell the source code in the space of healthcare monitoring, which is where we are. So the same tech stack is actually actively being used by enterprise clients like Samsung, Dell, Intel, Facebook slash Meta, Google on a global basis. So it's had over 10 billion interactions. So we've been able to, back to the point of health digital, we're the healthcare arm and we've got a really strong partnership with this organization in the tech space. So what it has yielded is something for the patient, which is either a mobile app or a text-based communication, depending on their level of competency, that provides education, engagement, rewards and gamification, communication, and connected device ecosystem of basic vitals and some niche elements. That's the patient's experience. On the provider side, it centralizes all those data feeds into an actual overview that's a dashboard that's intelligently triaged and brings up clinical decision support so that when you action this, you can actually action it very efficiently. It's not just saying, here's a bunch of raw data, figure it out. We're saying, here's the information and here's the ones that you need to pay attention to. 
and it does all the smart notes documentation and efficiency elements for audit support on the back end. And the third component will be for the administration. We've got reporting and different elements so they can actually see the vitality of the program and engage uh, much more meaningfully at an institutional enterprise level. That is fantastic. So if I can summarize, my care path via a remote care platform improves patient care and experience, increases reimbursement to the HCO, that's the healthcare organization, aggregates clinical care data that would ultimately be monetized. There is 0% monetary risk to a practice due to the billing model where you take a percentage of the increased revenue. Do I have that all correct? Nailed it. That's fantastic. Let's talk just a few numbers. How many, um, how many specialties or subspecialties you're in? How many verticals would you say that you that you have? And um, you know, you've got small clients, I'm sure. Have you landed any larger clients that uh, that'll really uh, move things for you? That's a, an exciting question for us at the point of the business that we're in. We've got virtually 60 different customer groups at present, and that could be as small as a two-person private practice specialty organization. And as you alluded to, up to uh, the 10th largest hospital system in the U.S. with Advent Health. And we, we already span coast to coast from California to New York to Florida. And of course, here in Memphis, where our headquarters is and down in Dallas, where our commercial space is. We've got now roughly $1.5 billion of a recurring revenue. You could think of it as a total addressable market opportunity. So within those client base, if we took every patient, which would never happen, but every patient, and we were able to action them in our virtual care program, that would yield $1.5 billion of annual recurring revenue for our business. So really, we've already done the yeoman's lift. We've got the work. We just need to do all the same store growth to make sure that we penetrate that space as maximally as we can. But we also have a really well-defined uh, engine around our funnel building, and we want to keep that going. So our use of proceeds in this round with the bridge raise is really, we feel we've got the chassis built, the engine built. We just need gas in the tank to really help that engine drive and execute on these elements of commercial growth so that we can get that one step closer to cash flow positive and at least break even on that end. What is your revenue to date? Last year in 2022, with our combined business, we did roughly a million dollars in annual recurring revenue. This year, we're hoping to exit the year between three and six million ARR. And the reason for that big range is this is the time. The summer of 2023 is where a lot of the different elements that we've gone through our sales process with sit at that point of inflection of growth. So we don't have exactly our thumb on where we're going to exit the year with, but those numbers are, are very respectable. Number of lives that we're aiming for is somewhere between a 10 and 20,000 number of lives over the next 12 to 15 month horizon. Right in between that is where we hit that break even point off our current uh, use of proceeds and, and monthly burn element. So that's a big goal for our organization is to get to exactly that number of patients between 12 and 17,000 lives. We've got a couple of really big fish in the, in the pipeline as well that that are of the ilk of the Advent Health and the Care organization, the largest rheumatology uh, private practice group in the U.S. that I referenced. And those would obviously help us get to that point. And in the last, I would call it month, month and a half, we've kicked in another 10% to 12% of our overall patient volume. So the growth cliff is really at the, the base of that inflection point of the ho hockey stick that everybody projects, but we're right there at that inflection point. Well, congratulations. I I've heard it way more than once that, that the first million is the hardest million to make mm. for a startup. So uh, congratulations on that. Everybody like you that's coming to the platform, it's not just about the investment, but 
people that will view this will be people that would use the services, not just invest in the funding. So it's just such a win, 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 win. It's just great. Well, I, I appreciate you being here. This is probably a good time to close. I want to thank everybody for joining us. This is uh, your host, Dr. Jeff Brown uh, with Merge Medical Podcast. We're here with Scott Laster, my care path with my co-host, Dr. Jeff Cole on a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. You guys get out there and have fun, everybody.